Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. But Romantic Warrior, he's well clear in the Hong Kong Cup. He's three lengths over Money Catcher, Denon the Kid. He is the perfect racehorse, Romantic Warrior. And he's now a Hong Kong Cup winner. Romantic Warrior by five for James McDonald. Bella Nipatina takes the lead. Kicks clear, two lengths, Rothfire. And best of Bordeaux streaking away. Bella Nipatina and boy, doesn't she deserve this? Bella Nipatina four lengths. And Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face. At the 150, Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck. But it's Animo clear. Hey punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Massive week of racing this week and it's also a massive week of sport in general. AFL is back. It's Golden Slipper Day at Rose Hill Gardens. Five group ones on the card and it's All-Star Mole Day here at the Valley. Paul Alvord, Nick McWalter and Uncle Shark. Bit of a surprise right. surprise guest. We've got Sharky on again. How are, how are we all boys? Yeah, I'm surprised you asked me back for round two. Must have been all right, boys. The, the, view, the listenership mustn't have gone down, which was good. I was sort of a bit worried when I get asked to do random things like that. She's, I've been told I'm an acquired taste, so I'm glad the uh, your audience uh, are on board with that taste. Cheers to them. <laughs> Cheers to them. Nico and Will, how are we? Yeah, I'm good. Um, might be a bit echoey because I'm in a different room today, but... Um... Good. I'm good at the Bot's moment. Bot's upgraded his pad from all the winners that he's been backing. He's in the stats dungeon now. Yeah, the stats the dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> it's like a big glass for that. They can't see what's on the screen, but it's just this big glass window. Like, um, what's the movie when the bloke's really smart and he solves all those equations? Anyway, that one. That's the one. That'd be Bot. You'd have all these white whiteboards full of stats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Nah, I'm good. Nico, you've got some exciting big times. Big news. Yeah, we'll, Do you we'll want save to that. release this news? Or no, we can, save, we can save it till the end. All right, we'll save it till the end. That means you've got to listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> or you can skip to the end if you really want. <laughs> Nico, you're starting us off with our new little segment. You're giving a, a bake or a full credit. Which one is it? I've got both, actually. So I'll oh, start geez. with the full credit. Um, it's sort of a bit of a... Well, yeah, you never want to see jockeys fall, especially when you've back the horse and she's a horse that's up in the market in their group one and the market obviously reacted when uh, Jamie and Willow unfortunately had their falls last week but um, 
Dutchie, full credit, Dean Holland. Um, he was handed the reins on a filly who's got abundance of ability and it's probably the best ever horse that he's ridden. Um, he was cool, calm and collected. He didn't panic. He gave her a, a peach of a ride. Like, if Jamie had given the horse that ride, it would have been the same result. And he didn't panic. He didn't let the moment get to him. So full credit for a gun ride. And hopefully that uh, that opens a few more doors up for him. I know he can get as, a light, as light as 47, which is crazy when you think about it because he walks around at sort of 50 and 51. And even that, I can't comprehend. That's about like... That's nearly half of me, for God's sake. Um, but, yeah, so full credit to Dutchie. And my bake, people are going to be like, oh, Nico, you're just baking this bloke because you don't like him. Well, that's half true, but <laughs> seriously, he's only trying in group ones, and this is not getting spoken about enough. Mick D's on a serious heater at the moment, and he's winning group ones. Full credit to him. But the difference between Mick D in a group one to Mick D any other day, any other race, is just far too big. Like, his ride on Tis Invincible last Sunday in the Black Opal was dead set fucking disgusting. She's missed the start. He's hunted her up, like, five and six wide. He's high, he's high five in the outside running rail, giving her a complete gut buster after she's 650 into 250. Like, seriously, what are you doing, mate? You can't Only be doing you. that. Only Did you would find a way... <laughs> To discriminate Mick Day. You're telling me you're telling me you're okay with that. If you've backed the horse at six fifty, it's it jumps two fifty, it's half missed it, he's hunted it up five and six wide, finished fourth, you're okay with that, are you? I think the key thing is here I haven't backed it and you have and maybe you just have to accept that. I haven't the, I didn't even back the it. New on group one bossy, it's now group oh. one D. He wouldn't carry bloody Glenn Boss's ball bags, let alone anything else. Seriously. harsh comments. You look at his last, I reckon, eight winners. There's Amadi in a benchmark 64. There's Anarjaza in a maiden. There's a dirty listed race. Sessions Road in a benchmark 90. But even, uh, what's this? Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, Chatelaine in a benchmark 78. He's trying in all grades. Oh, shark spell. No, he's not. Add fuel to the fire. Woo, Alfred. You might not have had a stat for us before the podcast, but I'm hoping you do now. Hold on, give me two seconds. <laughs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my little new segment. Um, so, All-Star Mile Saturday, and two horses have been deemed lame by the stewards. Their names are Cascadian and Gentleman Roy, so a bit of big news there. Um, they will be re-examined tomorrow to decide if they're suitable to run in the race uh what do we think about this lads like in terms of the, the vet inspections they don't do this before every race but it seems to be your melbourne cups your all-star miles your big races when lots of eyes are watching and i would argue that some of the trainers think they're 100 percent okay i think there's a big argument from the trainers to say a lot of the time that the horses are okay it's they see these horses every day from the moment they enter the stable, often as two-year-olds, till you know late in their career, if they're a gelding, and they're, I guess they're more familiar with their gates or their nuances or whatever else. And it is the case sometimes what one person's lame is another person's sound. You know, if you know the horse and and its individual gait, we don't all walk the same. Some walk different. We've all got different actions, different gates. The key is horses can't tell us if they're sore. So mm. what we interpret as lame may not actually be a sore point for the horse. It's just the way we we label it. But in a world where, you know, animal uh, protection is everything and has to be at the forefront of what we do, 
the stewards aren't they're not going to take any chances particularly in a a big money race like this yeah no fair points good to get another perspective will do you have anything for us just yet yeah i've got something i got um uh jordan childs on leading on 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 pace uh horses um since the 16th of march 2021 so two years 53 from 289 at a 22.6% profit on turnover. So um, I think uh, there's a distinct correlation between when he started um, picking up a lot of rides for Gay Waterhouse and, and since, he, since he, the, the graph's sort of on an upward spiral. But um, even still, he's still riding winners. And um, if you're finding Jordan Childs on a, on a front runner, then you're not, you're not doing poorly. Back Geordie getting naughty, I think one of the boys said in the group chat, and I'm going to run with it. <laughs> oh, Sharky, you got any, anything happen in the in the world of Shark before we get into the first race? Uh, world of Shark. I'm just back from a few days in Adelaide for the Magic Millions sales. I've noticed over there that there's been a bit of a correction in this yearling market and talking to a few people who buy yearlings, trainers, bloodstock agents, the works. There's a bit of a consensus around that the sales companies probably need to get a bit more picky, a bit more selective. Maybe there's too, more, too many horses in the sales. They need to go harder on quality and not so much on quantity. Because if you don't have quality, you're getting left on the shelf. Mm. Uh, and that's going to be a... If, if the, that side of the industry corrects and we do go down a quality ahead of quantity uh, street, then I think the prices of yearlings will continue to be very, very strong because you're paying good money for better horses, but it forces the breeders to only breed from better stock, from better mares, good confirmation, better performance. So long-term, it might actually lift the status of the entire breed. But yeah, there were a few smarter bloodstock minds than I throwing some ideas around over in Adelaide and uh, I was doing a lot of listening. I, I spent my talking for uh, fringe festival shows which are always eyes eye-opening boys you never know what you're going to see at the fringe festival <laughs> should go i recommend it to all your listeners Huge. there's the first tip of the day all right shall we get into rose hill gardens there is five group ones on the card we're going to preview them all rose hill rail out two meters uh any thoughts around track pattern to to start should be pretty fair i i think Regulation Rose Hill, gravitate probably on speed to start and see how we go. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's go straight to race four. It is the Group One Rose Hill Guineas, two thousand meters for the three-year-olds. Pericles is on top, favourite, two dollars sixty from Elliptical, four forty. Lindemann six fifty. Matchlade nine dollars. Manzois nine fifty. Williamsburg elevens. I thought I'll quickly go first. I thought the favourite does look pretty hard to beat here. Number five Pericles. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you get a better price a little bit closer to the jump he does seem a bit skinny at 260 but he's just the one who seems like he's got a bit of a sense of timing to him here first up at Sandown he was posted off the track in the autumn stakes he still ran home really well uh, last start in the autumn classic he put him to the sword both of his both of his performances so far uh, have built a great base he's come home really fast in both of them nearly 10 lengths above the all benchmark for both races and he's ready for 2000 meters third up uh, I don't see a whole lot of speed here. I think J-Mac can position him probably forward, outside lead, or possibly in the one from, one from barrier six. And I just like the different form lines he brings. Goes back to Sydney, and he's well, well clearly on top for me. 
he's a he's an interesting horse, isn't he? Because the the hype was there in the spring. He showed a bit. He didn't really deliver. He looks like he's going to go on with it this autumn. And on the face value of that Sandown win, gee, what about the four hundred meter mark? If you if you're betting in run, if you're one of those that like to play bet fair and bet in the run, you couldn't have had enough on. Your fingers would have would have fallen off how quick you were typing in to, to get cash on at that point of the game. <laughs> and he absolutely uh, just dashed clear of them. My little take on that race, and I think it's probably the best form reference for this race. There's some Randwick Guineas form, but I just just don't know about that round with Guineas that day. There were a couple that underperformed. Ossipenko wasn't there. Did half the race fall apart, maybe. Ospred Rising Sun could be one of the worst-named good horses I've <laughs> ever seen. And it did not handle Sandown at all last start. Did not handle it at all. I think he was probably entitled to get closer to old mate uh, Pericles than he did. And I think... If he can, if he can hold a position and sort of be midfield at worst, I think he might give Pericles a little bit of a tickle up here. I think he might give him a fright. He might not beat the horse, but I think he could give him a fright. Hmm. Yeah, Definitely I'd agree to with look that. at around sixteen bucks. But you agree? Yeah, like the sectionals sort of say um, he wasn't as good as a win, obviously, but he was. It wasn't far off. Like he, he was in a, probably from an unwinnable position. He, he stormed home from the back of the field. He'd be, he'd be more closer from barrier four. You would have thought. Preble would probably try and get him up out of the gates. He's by Maurice, and um, I don't know. I thought I, I didn't. <laughs> I don't do Sydney, but I had a half look at this race, and I, I sort of glanced. At, I thought Pericles was short, very short, but it's clear favourite. Elliptical was poor last start, but he has. Like the um, the right behind Zaki, that was a um, and 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 sharp and smart there. Like those are those have him competitive in this. And Machalate is interesting as well, even though he was poor. He was probably in the wrong part of the track, second up, and was a bit flat. Up to two thousand meters probably suits him. And um, the other horse probably interesting was Brosnan. Probably has to go back from the gate, but he was pretty good. Um, pretty good late sectionals. Um, uh, in, in the last start versus you gotcha so I don't know probably I'm not adding anything there but maybe Brosnan and and uh, what was it uh, Osbury sweet Nico anything before we go to the 6th yeah I'm with Pericles I was pretty taken by what he did last start at Sandown as much to my disgust as I was on Mr Maestro and I thought it was a bit of a show um, he left him for dead uh, yeah you can't help but be excited um the market was there to tell you that he was a good horse last prep when he had that massive jump in distance from 1400 to 2040 on cox plate day he gets a much better step up 14 to 18 to 2000 third up good track gets J Mac, lots of ticks but the biggest tick of all benny the driver. <laughs> the, <driver's> <laughs> the driver is tipping Pericles as his best bet on Saturday. So we all know what happens when the driver tips. They just win. So full credit to the driver. This, this could be a bit of a statue-making day for the driver if, <laughs> if things fall our way a little later in the card, but we'll touch on that. But, yeah, uh, Pericles, hard to beat. Elliptical poor last start. Even though he gets MZ, I still think he needs to improve. But, yeah, Pericles, uh, I think... 
should be winning. Beautiful. Well, we've got a question about uh, the driver later, so stay tuned. Race Oof. six is the Ramvit Stakes 2,000 metres Group 1 weight for age. Uh, market's telling us it's a very open race. The Melbourne Cup winner, Gold Trip, $4. He was a good return. His favourite from Dubai Honour, $4.40. Mawanga, $4.60. Hinged, $5.50. Montefilia, 7 Raise you 12, El Baldogon 19, and Bankers Choice 26. May as well read them out. Read them all out. Tricky well, race, I would have thought. Yeah, tricky no, race. What do you boys reckon? Um, well, Montefilia, second up, goes pretty well. Her peak rating is at uh, second up over 2,000 metres when she she smashed a very elegant. Um, second up last prep, she was backed to, to run that rating again, but they went at like 15 lengths above and she was caught out. Um, I doubt they go that, that quick here. Like, I highly, highly doubt it. She was very good. So it was a sneaky run behind Animo in the... I, can't, I don't remember what that race is. Um, the map's okay from five, I thought. So I, I didn't think she was she was the worst at, at a price. Um, I, didn't, I, I didn't think Gold Trip should be anywhere near favourite um, at 2,000 metres. I think the Tancred and the Sydney Cup is where he, he will be... Um, set and I could comment on Dubai on it because I don't have the figures yet. They come out Monday morning, uh, uh, Friday at nine a.m. And, and and for raise you as well. So, um, yeah. So maybe I thought the gold trip was a bit short and Moonga half interesting and so is Montefilia. This race has me pretty grey. I think Hinged will lead from barrier one. She's coming off the back up in a brutally run Coolmore Classic up to two thousand meters. 2,000 metres might be a little bit of a query, but she will get her own way in front. Gold trip, he was excellent. Too. Yep, he was excellent last start in the Peter Young, but that was a fast run race, which probably suits him. He's drawn eight of eight in what's probably going to be a slowly run race. So I don't think that's suitable. Mawanga is a bit of a grinder. So if anyone can, put, can push me into this international Dubai honour, He's probably the one that interests me the most. He does have some world-class form lines. He's on the second line of betting at 440. Um, and we see a lot of these horses come over with a decent form. A day won this race. Uh, what did he win it? Twice? Or he might have won it once. Very elegant. He won, won it once, once. And then he won the, the Queen Elizabeth the Queen, twice. Yeah. So yeah. when they come over, they're usually pretty hard to beat. Uh, William Haggis has got Ryan Moore aboard. I think the map is decent enough. Uh, he's probably the one who interested me the most. Well, I'll let you know tomorrow morning then. Sweet. Yeah, he's a bet to nothing here to buy honour. Um, I thought this race was fairly simple, the way I broke it down. I think Gold Trip will be flat after his big run last start. Um, he's going to be back with to buy honour, and I just don't think he has the sprint to run with him or run past him. Moanga is a bit of an anomaly. He hasn't had a win in a long time. Hinged, she's a bit of a pretentious... She's a bit of a pretentious horse, old Hinge. I think she looks a lot better than what she really is running in behind Animo and Fangirl. You, I just couldn't touch her. Ray's U's going to need further. The horse that you could probably kick up for, but I think he's a bit of a myth, is El Bodegon. Um, he, gets back out to t- he gets back out to 2,000 metres, but uh, you know, if Banker's Joyce, he could start now, but... Uh, yeah, I thought Dubai Honor, he's the unknown, um, but his form is proper, proper overseas, and I think it's easy enough. I didn't have time to run the stats, but maybe you can touch on that later to the end, but Haggis' runners in Australia, uh, 
their, their strike rate would be through the roof. He doesn't bring bad horses over here, and he brings horses over here that are normally much better than our horses. So, um, yeah, I think Dubai Honor is the easiest bet to have in this race and one of the better bets in Sydney on the day. Shark, anything? It, it all depends on if he turns up in the best of his form. Like, he's mm. at his best in Europe. He's a Group 2 horse. But he's got former and Group 1 horses. He's finished second in the Champion Stakes to Seal Away. He's finished fourth to Love's Only You, who would eat this lot up and spit them out before they knew what happened to them in Hong Kong. So he travels okay. Uh, his most recent form, though, Bayeed absolutely handled him nine lengths. That probably puts him at solid Group 2 level. I reckon How far he's just would Bayeed beat this lot by, though? Oh uh, yeah, he'd look. He'd probably he'd probably go and beat him by something similar. Like Mishriff mm. was probably six off Bayed on that occasion, and Mishriff's a Group One horse, and he had the rest beaten by three. So I reckon he might have just come off a little bit uh, in twenty twenty two Dubai Honor. Hence the reason he's out here chasing big money and a and a bit weaker around the middle distance. I might be mad, but I just reckon Mawunga is absolutely primed for this. His two runs this time around have been massive. I know he hasn't won in ages, but his 2,000-metre form is very strong without winning. There's no Zaki in this race. There's no Animo. He's rock-hard fit. Natural Willer will get right up him from the 600. I just think he's trying this time around this horse. Maybe the fillies and mares are away from him. They're not uh, smelling as good as they were in the spring. (laughs) Uh, and he might just be concentrating a little bit, Moonga, this time around. So, in an even, super even Group One, I'll, I'll probably have something on him, but I, I won't be losing Nico if uh, your boy Dubai Honor wins. Moonga, I can like I, I like him as a horse, and and what you say is very relevant. There's no animal and the like here, but he's just got to put his nose in front first, and that's something yeah. that he hasn't done for a little while. No, he does absolutely. He's he's got to go and win a race. Uh, no two ways about it. But you know, I, I just look at him and I think, wow, there's something happening this time around, maybe. I hope so, anyway. Uh, yeah, he's he's the way I've gone. be interesting to see if he backs up into the Australia Cup or not. I've got to run the stat, if you want. Go for Hager it. Hager stat? Yeah. Um, yep. Since 2016, he's 7 from 18 at uh, 39% strike rate and 106% profit on turnover. So. <laughs> You win a lot. Doubling my bet. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. So who's that favourite moon? Is it, Was that his? Yeah, favourite moon. A yeah. couple uh, of those. Adabe won twice. Uh, what protagonist else last week was his too. Yeah, yeah protagonist. protagonist uh, he looks pay. smart, that protagonist. Purple pay, uh, favourite moon, young rascal. Yeah, Adabe's run a one, one four times. Young rascal. He's a proper trainer. Yeah, like he's a good, good trainer. Yeah. Oh, I reckon we're around the mark there to buy on a Moanga. I've got no real knocks on Moanga other than he hasn't won for a while, but he's definitely looking for 2,000 metres. Um, he, he just needs that extra 400 metres to wind up, I reckon, and he finds a race without the A graders, as you said, Shark. All right, mm. let's go to race seven. It is the Group 1 George Ryder Stakes, 1,500 metres. Wait for age, and we see the best horse in Australia, the top weight, Animo. He's drawn 11 of 11, but... The market doesn't care. He's into a dollar sixty. Artorias six dollars. Fangirl ten dollars. Gold Mile twelve. Levante nineteen. Electric Girl twenty one. Animo map. Any concern at all, or does he just come across at his own leisure, find a nice spot, and win again? 
pretty difficult, I would have thought. They need something to go wrong, don't they, really, when you think about it. He's drawn 11. They need him to be slow out, to sit too wide, and to be gassed in that middle part of the race. Mm. I can't see him getting turned over any other way. Uh, if they well, go he was forward, a little bit... I don't think there's enough speed to, to be hurting him if he has to cover night. a little bit of ground early. We know he likes a genuine tempo. Yeah, there's no speed in the race. No, it just, I, I think he can They're sort not of going to go fast. Up. No, Converge might be the one that, that goes out with Electric Girl, Communist, but I, re- I can almost see him slotting in. Yeah, I think so as well. He's either OSL or one one. I reckon. Mm. He shouldn't. He could sit. He could sit three wide and still smack this lot. I'm not worried at all. They should. They should ride competitively and and keep him out. <laughs> but they won't because it's J Mac. They just let. Him they can try and ride competitively. He's just better than them. But he'll just be faster and quicker, and he'll just get in because he good. actually does. He actually the other trick with the two is speed. when you've got on speed mares in a race like Electric Girl. They will be wanting to get black top. If they can get a group one, another group one placing next to her name, her value mm. goes through the roof. So they're not mm. going to be doing anything stupid. They're going to be kicking up to hold a spot to try and hang on. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be wanting to pressure, pressure, pressure. Um, so you, you look at the horses and think, why are they in this race? You know, what are they here for? You know, com- communist is uh, a group one winner. Osipenko is here to be a group one winner. They're all here to improve their stallion values, those three-year-old Colts. And then you've got mm. Electric Girl trying to get a place, Fangirl trying to break through. Like, they're not going to be doing anything stupid. And no. you probably need a maniac in this race to ruin it for Animo. And there not just one. isn't one. No. It's not like the All-Star Mile where there's speed on speed with Keats and Gentleman Roy, etc. We'll get to that race later. But I, I, I think, think he, he just, just wins. wins. He's probably, you know what, even at $1.60... He's probably the best bet on the program up there, I'd, I'd say. Yeah. What do you reckon, boys? There's a couple of judges that reckon he might get to a dollar eighty. I reckon he will. I reckon he's way too short. Oh, well, looks like I'm going to lose one house and have two. Well, let's talk about. It's funny, isn't it, when those early markets go up? And they put up a dollar ninety. Yeah, they put up a dollar ninety, and it comes tumbling in. But it's it might be one of those odds-on horses that corrects and goes back the right way. Mm. For some people, the fly in the ointment. Who runs second then? What's the Quinella horse? Artorius. Oh, jeez. If Artorius beats Animo, I'll fucking give it away. He was really good first up, (laughs) beating Imperatriz in the Canterbury. Canterbury Okay, so he beat Imperatriz. He beat Imperatriz, who smacked Levante. Yeah. What's your point? I think he's he's clearly a better horse than him. He's got a better racing pattern. But, yeah, I think... It's not I a great form. It's, it's not he, a great form reference, right? But yeah. he is a rejuvenated horse potentially. He might be the one that runs second, or Osipenko. Really, I think the rest of them. But if one of those doesn't run second, it's a raffle. They can run second, but Artorius isn't going to spot Animo six and beat him. No, unless he's cast off the track, which we probably oh. just can't see. And if he does do that. They've just found their marketing quote for uh, their upcoming stallion mm. uh, advertisement. The real big A. <laughs> beat Animo twice. Yeah. They're not beating Animo. Any no. price is a good price, punters. 1-800-858-858. But till it hurts. 
sorry guys, the line just dropped out, but we'll get back into it now. The day's feature is the Golden Slipper, Group 1 for the two-year-olds. Cylinder, another good often favourite, is the $3.90 from Learning to Fly, the unbeaten Philly $6.50, Red Resistance $9, King's Gambit $9, Don Corleone uh, $10, Little Bros, the Blue Diamond winner $12, Shinzo $13, Steel City $17. Gee whiz. It's a great slipper, uh, but it's a very open race. Nico, do you want to lead off first? You've, you might have taken a bit of overs. That might be an understatement. Well, I've more than, had, I've more than eaten SP here. You can, you can say that. I've had a feast for a week. That's how much <laughs> SP I've eaten here. As we all know, punters, the driver tipped this cylinder... I found out what price the driver's on at today, actually. Hmm. 101, the driver's on at. Huge. Us loyal SEN up followers are only on at 67s. 67s and 51s I've got a small piece of. Not enough. Not enough to, uh, to rave home about, but enough to just pray. Just a little bit of luck goes my way. This could be all-time stuff. From the driver, might even get a little statue made. I reckon. Just a little. Where's the driver? So the driver shark is um, James Cummings and Dominic Burns. Oh. Chauffeur. The the rival station, Sen track. The real driver. So he's, so he's uh, a he's James he's Cummings got the, Uber driver. So he's uh, he's world famous. The driver. He hasn't missed whenever he's tipped us. Uh, he tipped us Pulele. Okay. And the winner bottom at thirteen dollars. Um, he tipped us a few at odds. He hasn't sort of missed whenever the driver's spoken. It's come to fruition. So yeah, this was his tip at sixty-seven dollars. He tipped cylinder. That was before his first up run. This preparation. Sixty-seven dollars. So yeah, the the horse, the journey that this horse has gone on is absolutely remarkable to get to the slipper. Like for the punters out there that do or don't remember, this horse broke two teeth and busted his jaw when Little Bros beat him that day at uh, Caulfield, I think it was. Mm. That was the day you guys piled into him and I backed mm. the other good old yeah. remedies. Where's she? She'd be like Newcastle or something. Um, but yeah, regardless of that, I still think he's a good bet at $4 and I, I'm probably going to go again because I'm being a little bit greedy. But I think he's a phenomenal bet. He's going He's drawn the perfect gate. J-Mac on. Uh, with or without the controversy. Um, the way I put it, we didn't really touch on it at the start, but when you're the best at your chosen sport, you get a little bit looked after. It's no different to footballs in the AFL and and the like whenever you're up at the top and they want you to be there because you're good for marketing and, and you're good for, for everything that comes with it. You do get a little bit of good treatment and that's, that's how it goes. So I'm more than happy that J-Mac's on. Um, obviously, there wouldn't have been too many uh, too many nice options left had he not gotten off. But yeah, I'm I'm very keen to be with Cylinder. I think he sits in the perfect position. Dino Watling uh, run the stats the other day. Horses um, usually need to sit in the top six. Nine of the last eleven winners have either come from the Todman or the Riesling, and I I think Cylinder's just coming off that slightly better profile last start to learning to fly better time. Um, he's going to peak third up like all good Olfen horses do going at 26.8% grand final trainers, grand final stable grand final jock um, I could keep rambling on but I think he's definitely the horse to beat learning to fly 
full credit to her. She, we don't know where her ceiling is. She's just a winner. But she, when you break it down, she beat a restricted field second up, which was English horses only. And then last start, she only just beat Facile in a small field leading. Yes, I know that might not be her best uh, best racing pattern, but still, I've still got little knocks on her. And she's still got to do it in her first preparation where Cylinder's had that preparation under his belt. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm chips in Cylinder. I'm a little bit scared learning to fly. King's Gambit did worry me a little bit at the start of the week. I didn't really... Didn't really get horned up by his trial like some did. He was a f- very fit horse against horses that weren't fit or weren't race fit anyway. And then you've got the synthetic hoof filler. It just seems like they're really patching him up, patching him up to get him to grand final day. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty keen cylinder and, and pray for the overs good. Beautiful. Nice mm-hmm. summary. Shark, what are your thoughts on the slipper this year? Uh, e- even group. There's this whole swag of them that, you know, probably have some each way claims. I just reckon, I know it was an English Millennium race, but that was nearly the best two-year-old performance of the season, I reckon, learning to fly. And she was, what, three weeks, three and a half weeks between runs into that last win where she was asked to do a bit. For me, it was an old-fashioned Waterhouse, send them forward, get them fit, make sure they're right for the grand final type run. Uh, From a good draw, Chad Schofield can... Take a little sit if he wants to. Won't be far away. I think she's a bloody good filly. Uh, they've already won a Ferrari, given that she's by justifying they had that stupid promotion. Cornwall wins their own promotion. Uh, but credit to them. Oh, well, they put the promotion. They might have known. They might have known what they had in the tank. Pardon the pun. Oh, I think she's... She's the one for me. I'll be backing her. The other one I'll be backing is King's Gambit with some gear changes. He's just been in charge at his last two, uh, whereas on debut he wanted to play the game. I think a few gear changes here just make him be a little bit more tractable in running. I think he's got an, an exceptional turn of foot. I reckon he's the best colt if his mind's on the job. So I'll be backing those two. Cylinder can win, but I don't know. I think the other two, there might be just a touch better odds than, than the fave. Sweet. Well, you know you know what's going to happen, Shark? You know what happens when I when I have a bet like this? Run second. Oh, something, something. You'll probably scratch. (laughs) (laughs) But any thoughts on the two-year-old feature? Little bros and still see you're probably too big. Sweet. Yeah, I don't have too much of an opinion just yet. Um, What makes you think, uh, sorry to butt in, Benny, what makes you think little bros are going to turn the table on... um, what what makes you think that Little Bros has improved enough that he's going to maintain his margin on Cylinder Bot? Is it purely a price thing? Like, he beat Cylinder with a broken jaw, just. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think he's improved since then, and, and he was good in the diamond, and he's only second up there. Third up, he's fine. Gets Group 1 McDeon. <laughs> at, least, at least you're back on the horse who... Matt should have made sure that Little Bros didn't win the diamond, but anyway, we'll never. Oh, I don't think it should be favourite. I think it should be. I don't know. I haven't done the race properly, but I was 10, meaning 10, Little Bros shouldn't be a blue diamond big. winner. Steel should he, Steel City should be, but anyway. Don Corleone was very unlucky as well in the diamond. Mm. Must be said. Yeah. All right, let's go to the Galaxy, the Group One Kia ora, Galaxy. Shout out to my New Zealand fam. 
1100 meters. Uncommon James is the favorite $3.90 from Remark $7. Eduardo $7.50 as Fora $7.50. Maria Mia $9. Shades of Rose $9.50. Zoo Style $10. Speed on speed on speed. And the Victorians come up favorite. Oh no, the Victorian form. The Queenslanders come up favorite. Mm, I reckon there's a bit of a... But favourite would be hard to beat. I think the Oakland Pope form's okay. Lofty Strike comes out of it, runs a monster in the new market. I reckon Asfer and Uncommon James, obviously they're hard to market, they'll be hard to beat. I think they've been doing a little bit of work with Shades of Rose behind the scenes. We've known her as a jump and run, rip along sort of filly in the past. You watch her trials this time around. They're teaching her to come back and sit and finish off. And bloody hell, they're the best trials I've seen, ever seen from her. Uh, particularly uh, her first trial this time around, she's handled a, a group enlisted trial like they weren't even there. I reckon 9.50, she's a play each way. Rachel King probably needs to find her form of a couple of seasons ago, but uh, she knows the mare well, and I think she'll give her every chance. I reckon she's a great each way bet. Beautiful. Can't knock that. Um, I've got to declare my hand. I am on remark at $13. He's into seven, so that's... <laughs> Nice little bit of support there. He's probably one of the weight horses in the race. 51.5 kilos. He's come back as a, a gelding. Um, he's carried big weights already, this prep, and put them to the sword. I think 1,100 metres is perfect. Uh, I'm probably not wrapped about the jockey booking. I'm not sure how well K-Mac's going right now, but they're not, not, I don't know how many options they really have. So he's the one who sort of interested me. Um, wasn't beaten too far in the challenge stakes last start I think 1100 metres is a lot more suitable and he should get a nice run with all the speed engaged he'll just be able to sit midfield one off I reckon mm. yeah, it's, it's a great race um, Eduardo ran huge last start um, and I think he'll, he'll run another big race here but He's going to have a serious pest that's just going to annoy him and will bring him undone in zoo style. He only knows one way, so does Eduardo. So those two will just be zipping at each other up the front. Um, full credit, I better I better mention this, otherwise we'll get shot, Benny. To, to Reedy and to Adzar, they've got $9. Uh, Uncommon James, all in. $3 a play, so that's a fantastic bet. But... Um, yeah, Uncommon James, one of mine, could probably come with him, but I think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna get too much shorter than what he is right now, but I don't really see what they're gonna back either. Um Jeez, look at this race, it was a perfect race for passive aggressive, wasn't it? Mm. Fifty two kilos on her back. I really hope it's not the group one that eludes her. I'm pretty confident she's a group one winner in waiting, but gee whiz. Fifty two kilos on her back here would have looked very, very, very tasty. Yeah, 100% agree. Might be a bit of a missed op, but we'll soon see. Bot, anything? No, I don't care. As four is the one that probably is a touch over the odds at the current market, I think. Yeah, there's any number of them that could be the winner. Uh, that is Rosal Group 1's wrapped Let's up. Let's get back to uh, the proper If anyone has now. any other bets, I'm just going to have a quick bet in race two. Qu- quick fire, the top weight in the Manion Cup. I think Sir Lucan can go on with the job. His ratings over 2,400 metres are the best in the race. Yes, he's got to carry four kilos more than Glory Days and Almania, but their maps are probably a little bit tricky from 8 and 11. I think he will zip straight to the front. Uh, he is only second up, so there is a chance that 
he could be a little bit flat off his first up run, but that was a a bit of a gift. It was a slow tempo. He'll be able to roll a lot stronger on speed. Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, we know they're flying. Nash, I think $4 is acceptable. Anyone else got any other Sydney bets before we go to Mooney Valley? Yeah, I've got one in the last. Um, Huey will win the last. Um, is it Palacipan? Yeah. This is a cracking bet. This horse goes super fresh. Um, goes real good at the distance. Just a just a dead set dry tracker. Like it's had nine starts for five wins and four placings. Last preparation, it was just plagued with soft tracks. Um, it was back the day to beat Chain of Lightning on a soft track, and then um, yeah, that other the Empire Rose was on a on a rain affected track, which she just hates. But yeah, Huey on. She's trialed up like a bomb. Um, I think she's a very easy bet to have at about four eighty five dollar mark. I think Huey will win the last. Sweet as. Right, let's go to Mooney Valley All Star Mile Day Ten Race Program. It's going to be bloody hot. Thirty seven degrees is the current forecast, and if it stays thirty seven or above, I think they do have to think about moving the races to earlier. So wait and see there the rail goes back to the true position last true rail was january 28 so it's pretty much fresh ground they've been racing in the five and the seven for the last few weeks what do we think it could be it could be pretty on speed don't you think yep yeah on on pace suited or yep. board of midfield at least anyway this fence could be real hot yeah and it could be it could get hotter and hotter as the day goes on Mm. the race we're going to kick off in is race six the entry education able stakes 1200 meters in the boat is four dollar favorite from lady of honor 440 dual seven dollars fifty keen to hear thoughts around dual shark lombardo nine dollars fluorescent star nine dollars i am war nine dollars maliva thirteen dollars uh dual's a pretty sharp horse i thought he'd go a lot better than he did in the spring sort of left me wondering a little bit if he's as good as they thought he was. He, I know he was fat. Friedman Stable, going into the early part of the spring, their horses are often a bit soft because it's so wet down there on the turf at Pinecliff, they can't get a proper gallop into them. Uh, so they're, they're a bit of a beware stable in that early part of the spring. But even in saying that, like his Coolmore run was just plain. Uh, yeah, he smacked a field at sale, but, you know, Starconia, are we... Are we Backing Starconi in a race like this, probably not. I thought in an even race, Fluorescent Star was worth a try each way. She's going really well. Uh, drawn in, needs a little bit of luck because she'll probably just settle midfield or maybe just off midfield. She'll be strong at them late. The horse is absolutely flying. I, I wish they took it to Tassie for those mare sprints. I thought she would have won one of those, but I saw Amy Yagi in Adelaide on Monday after she won the cup and uh, said, you know, what's the week hold for you? And she said, I'll, I'll win another stakes race on Saturday with Fluorescent Star. So <laughs> there's a bit of mail from Mornington for you boys, but should be the way I'd be going each way. Beautiful. Cool. Anyone else? Yeah, I'm backing Dool. Um, I thought he was good first up. Um, didn't beat much, but I thought he could have won by a whole lot further if they went any quicker. They walked there in the last 400 metres. He was electric. Um Oh, he obviously ran that massive time on debut and put that massive rating down. He didn't. He didn't come back in the spring, but um, like you look at the sectionals, he was running early, and I don't think it was quite suited there. He obviously didn't turn up, but um, yeah, like if he, if he gets back anywhere near that debut, then 
I think he's right in this, and I think the first up run suggests he 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 has come back pretty well. They've got the blinkers back, uh, the blinkers on. They put him back on first up. Um, there's a couple of horses here first up, like in the boat, class horse, but first up I'm not sure. Um, I, 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 he deserves to be favourite, I thought, but um, probably just at a little bit of bigger price. Lombardo's interesting, but like, is he gone? Pretty sure. Um, and Lady Ivano, the other one, like how how she's short in the market, I've got no idea. She's fourteen hundred metres and up, I thought. Um, mm. But yeah, like pretty pretty easy bet, I thought. Just the eight dollars that they're betting at the moment is a little too big. So just um, yeah. And the other horse, I, I, I definitely agree with you, Sharky. Um, Fluorescent Star is a little bit too big, I thought. I think they might come for her. Um, she was really good um, second up from going from 955 to 1200 metres it's not a not very easy to do her best form is at 1200 metres and um, I just thought the the gate maybe around Mooney Valley was a little bit tricky she might get um, caught behind a couple that are faster than her, uh, her early earlier in the races so um, yeah like if Fluorescent Star gets out a little bit I might just have something small on her but, I, but I'll be back in duel here Nice one. Um, I think if in the boat gets back to some of his better form, mm. then he's definitely the horse to beat. Mm. His jump outs, I probably need to go back and watch him a little bit better. They, some of them kind of grade me up a little bit. Um, I need to go back and watch his previous campaigns and get a get a second opinion because obviously last preparation he probably disappointed a little bit. I think that's the fair wet to tracks. Say. But yeah, as you said, good track here. Um, this horse has won on a firm two around the valley, and he. Some of the times he was posting there were, pretty, you know, out of this world. Twelve hundred meters first up. Does he is he a little bit soft late with all this speed around? I'm not 100 percent sure. Seven. I would have liked if he drew a little bit closer, but he is the fastest horse in the race for me, um, and I'll probably end up backing him. Four dollars, respectable. Hopefully a little drift late, given he's only first up. In the boat's a cracking bet here. His trial at. I have to go back and look at his jump outs, but um, yeah, that trial at the start of his preparation against I'm Thunderstruck and Co was was good work. It was on soft ground. This horse has got some proper SPs last preparation on soft ground. Like he started thirteen dollars in a weight for age group two and six dollars in a in a group three. Like he's the best horse in this race by a fair margin, I believe. Um, if he's anywhere back near his best form, he'll just win here. Lady of Honor, she'll be better for the run. JD made it pretty vocal that she's carrying a fair bit of condition, and Duel's got to take that next step up. He's not very well in at the weights. At the at the weights, only getting two kilos from in the boat, who's done a fair bit more than what he's done so far in his in preparation. Uh, what Shark said with fluorescent star. Um, obviously, I was very keen on her last start um, at Flemington, um, and she she ran well. The price got decimated with all the scratchings, but she um, she still found her way way into the money, which was good. Um, yeah, her issue is just going to be from two. She was in a car crash last time she was at the Valley. She's just going to need gaps at the right time. But in the boat, get somewhere back to his best form. He'll he'll uh, he should handle this lot, I reckon. Beautiful. All right, let's go to race seven. It is the all-star mile. Wait for age, 1,600 metres. It's the day's feature at Mooney Valley. Alligator Blood, $2.70. Mr. Brightside, $6. I'm Thunderstruck, 6.50. She's a belter, $13.
Cascadian 16, Laws of Indices 17, and Alan Kerr is out to $19. Uh, Matt first, Keats leads, Gentleman Roy comes outside, Alligator Blood probably gets the 1-1 one -one again. What do we think? I've got my map if you want it. Um, I think the map's pretty tricky here because there's a lot of horses that want to go want to go forward and there's a couple like Sociobon and Pounding that maybe want to push forward as well. I've got Keats leading, uh, General Roy outside leads, Sociobon posted wide, Alligator Blood behind uh, General Roy in the 1-1. One -one. Um, then Nugget on the rails, Mr. Brightside behind it, Laws of Indices 3 wide. Miss, I'm Thunderstruck there um, behind uh, Mr. Bright, Mr. Brightside. The inevitable on the rail, and then just pounding. She's the Belter, Cascading, my over on Alan Kerr and Aegon, all, all sort of cast. So I think the winner will come from the forward of midfield or midfield. Um, and yeah, like I thought, I, I, I thought there shouldn't be anything between I'm Thunderstruck and Alligator Blood price wise. I thought they should be equal favourite. I'm um, Thunderstruck isn't just never going to be a horse where he can sit and sprint over. Uh, 1400 meters um early in his preparations like they, they've walked both times and he's like they'll back there's essentially six 600 meters and 400 meter sprints um he has the ability to sustain 11 11 8 um second sectionals over a period of 800 meters in high pressure races but he'll never be able to just uh he'll never be at his best in low pressure 1400 meter races i think the pace is insured um in this race i think the map's just about perfect for the race shape and um yeah, and I'm, I might have a small bet on Laws of Indices too. Um, I think the price just looks a little bit big. I thought he was really good behind Animo first up. So, um, yeah, I, 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 th I thought there was about three and a half chances. Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, and uh, um, Thunderstruck. Laws of Indices, the half chance. And maybe I give Alan Kerr a chance, but the map is a bit cast. I haven't seen any figures yet. But, um, but yeah, um, that's how I was sort of thinking about playing it. So I've got, I've got um, Thunderstruck $4 equal favourite. Shark, go to you next. Uh, I just thought Mr. Brightside, given he's so good at the track, had his opportunity uh, to, to stand up this time around. Mm, the ride got a few looks, didn't it, last time? Everyone thought he'd be mm. closer to the speed than what he was. He finished really well. Did Willow miss the boat? Uh, maybe. You know, split-second decisions in horse racing. You can't sort of hang him out on it. But I would have thought... On Saturday, Luke Curry will be really positive from two. He can hold his spot, let that speed happen around him. He'll probably land fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere like that on a track he loves. If he's able to shoulder out and get some room to move as they start the turn, I think he's the horse to beat. I reckon Alligator Blood, second up, they might just have a little look at him early. Uh, it's a tricky one from Blake Shin because he's got, if they all run, that is, like we don't know if Gentleman Roy is going to run or not. He's in 10, Keats is in 4, so he's got speed coming across and sandwiching him potentially. Pounding could go forward, as Will mentioned. You know, Sosie Bond from 6, it could be a busy sort of first 400 metres of the race. Does that soften him up a little bit? And yeah, I'm a bit with Will with uh, on Thunderstruck, another very good horse at the track. Now, it's a horses for courses venue, this place. I sort of thought my when it comes to race time, I reckon I'll be back in... Mr. Brightside is my major bet. I'll probably have something on on Thunderstruck and I'll have to have something on Laws of Indices because he's got that Atomo form and he's been you know, he's been knocking on the door to win a race for a while. Hasn't won yet in Australia, but 
That Animo form, if he's the best horse in the country, this bloke hasn't been far off him twice his prep. Yep, fair mm. points. Look, I do think Alligator Blood is the most likely winner. We haven't mentioned yet. Got the synthetic hoofiller. We don't think that's too much of a problem. His strapper has come out on Twitter and said he's all fine. So hopefully all systems go. Um, I thought his first up win was really good. Um, and he can only improve on that now second up. Stepping up to the mile at Mooney Valley is perfect. I'm Thunderstruck did run him down last preparation over the mile but it was over Flemington and he had that big long run in to, to get him I just think the way the track might be playing on Saturday Thunder might be having to make his run 4 and 5 wide around them and I think that is going to be the inferior ground, um, I think the fence is going to be a little bit better and if it is a bit of a travel later, he might just skip that length clear around the bend and be a little bit too difficult to, to catch. I think Alligator Blood hits the front of the 200 metres and it's just a matter of whether I'm Thunderstruck and run, it, run him down. I had it a race in two, to be honest. Yeah, <clears throat> I, pre- uh, I take on board what everyone said. I think Alligator Blood is going to get the perfect run. It didn't beat him first up and he probably wasn't there and he definitely peak second up um, so he's going to be very hard to beat around the valley I think Mr Brightside is only enhanced and his chances are strengthened by him drawing barrier two, him being able to posse a little bit closer not that everyone wants to hear it but I hope I'm Thunderstruck just runs a nice little slashing second or third um, and he's just cherry right for next week uh, for the Australia Cup where we've got $11 and um, it is confirmed that he is going to back up um, all things being equal really? post Saturday's run. All right. Uh, I, I have backed Alan Kerr at a bigger price, but yeah, I just don't really know how he's going to go first up. I think he's, like most internationals, he's going to have a good showing first up, and he does go good fresh with three wins from four goes. His overseas form is it's pretty solid, Shark. I would say very I'm solid. Like, yeah, he's a good horse, Alan Kerr. Absolutely. Yeah. No, he's a he's a well, he's a bloody serious animal. He's beaten State of Rest comfortably mm. in the Cara last year. Um, he can be a bit hit and miss. I personally, I reckon he wants gelding, but they've paid an absolute hatful for him, and he's a son of Adler Flug. They're not making too many more of them, so I think they'll keep him a colt and just try and manage that attitude. Yeah. So hopefully he's here to play first up. Um, and it'll be amiss of me not to mention our horse, who we've pushed so hard to get into this race. We've played a small part in it. Um, Keats, I honestly think he's going to run a big race from, from four. He's going to be out in front bowling along. and You know one thing for certain, he's not going to leave anything, anything on the track. He's going to give his 110%, and whether that's good enough to finish third, fourth, fifth, sixth, I will say, if you can get a market for the boys who are in the ownership group in him, if you can get a market for like a top six and you can get five bucks, and you can get five fifty for top five, apparently. Okay, well he might he might keep drifting because I don't think they're going to back him, but he will no. be in front for a, a long way. Yeah, he, and he does go very good um, around the valley. So look, it's it's probably the toughest face, toughest race he's faced ever and may ever face with some of the quality that's going to be breathing down his neck, but he's very honest and he's going to leave it all out there. So um, I'll be having a little bit on him. 
Um, but yeah, I'm definitely more more keen on getting if I can get a top five mark, I'm happy to have a crack because I I think he'll run a lot better race than what a lot of people are going to give him credit for. Um, but yeah, I think all things being equal, alligator blood, he's going to find the one one and. He's going to be very hard to beat from there. He's the second best horse in Australia. I think it's fair to say Alligator Blood behind Animo. Um, and he's a better horse than Alligator Blood. Mm, possibly. Alligator, he is. Blood Alligator Blood's got the runs on the points. board. It's one five. You well, can't. I'm looking at the numbers, and um, I'm Thunderstruck's a better horse, and I'm an Alligator Blood. Uh, but well, you can look at the numbers. I can look at the form guide, and one horse <laughs> sticks his neck out a little bit more than another horse. So, yeah, right. Um, right. Moving on. Yeah, I think that's it. I just want to add a little bit more narrative, just to the alligator blood story. Five Group Ones in Sydney, and Gay's got chances all over there. But she will be at the Valley in the committee room. So make of that what you will. A lot of the Sydney trainers will be up there in Sydney. Some of the Victorian trainers might even be up there in Sydney for Sydney's biggest day. But Gay will be watching her star at the Valley. Oh, and um, we better not we better not shrug off the inevitable for Smithy and his old man who are flying over. Be uh, be rude of us not to give them a little mention. So good luck to the inevitable. He's been going super over in Tassie. Uh, I don't think the draw gives him too many favours. He's going to be cluttered up looking for a bit of room and... He's got that little nuggety sprint on him, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he measures up. He's uh, He could have been anything at the start of his career, but he looks like he's somewhere back on track. So it's going to be a cracking race, and uh, I can't wait. Absolutely. They have won one All-Star Mile Tasmania. All right, race eight is the Typhoon Tracy Stakes. Group three for the three-year-old fillies. My Bellamy, $3.50 favorite from pa- uh, Paracel, four sixty, Paris Dior, six fifty, dollars uh, Nessie, 12 and La Donce Rouge, 13 I'll quickly go first. I'm backing the two Paris horses. They are Parasol and Paris Dior. I'll start with Paris Dior. She's around the $6.57 mark. That looks a little bit big to my eye. I thought she was brilliant first up. Uh, her splits home were only bettered by a potential superstar in Benedetta down the straight. And harder, harder pressed against the fence probably wasn't the exact place to be. She it's draws cast. barrier six here. Jamie Mott goes on board. Um, she's got to carry the little penalty, but I don't see that being... A real issue it's still a pretty compressed weight scale she'll go forward find a nice spot on the map um, and i think she's very very backable odds the other horse i wanted to back is the godolphin philly parasol um, she only won a benchmark 78 last start at rose hill but the times out of it were really good i think the rating was some 10 lengths above the old benchmark uh, so that is a cracking rating for a, a 78 um, she should get the suck run with Froggy Newitt aboard from Barrier 2. He's absolutely flying. Good to see some early support for her already. Um, and the Typhoon Tracy has been won, has been dominated by Sydney Phillies for the last few years. So I'm happy to back both of them. My Bellamy, I love her as a horse, but just the way the track's playing, Barrier 11, I think she'll go back. She might have a bit of a task. Shark, what do you reckon? This is bloody chaos, this race. Uh, on ability, they're all very, very similar barriers like in running track pattern it's all going to have a big say on what the result of this race is i've got a lot of time for waltz on by when she's on top of the ground she was just plain first up though but the market didn't want her either so i don't know what to do with her this time around uh and i i think i reckon clarity is always underrated in the market i think she's a sneaky good filly but she might be better off targeting something in Adelaide and getting a black type win rather than uh, 
hoping in a raffle like this. But they're the two I'll keep an eye on, but I, I don't think I'll be having a bet in this race. Sweet. Bot, bot, or Nick? Yeah, I'm, I'm back in Paris Dior. She was in the jury ground at Flemington. You didn't want to be Blaine's one to four. She was in lane one. Um, she was smashed up by Benedetta, but that's that's not a bad thing. That filly's pretty good. Um, I think I think she gets a pretty good map here. There's speed on speed, and she should be probably four or five off them. That's a good spot to be in the elastic band. Um, probably backing La Donceuse Rouge as well. Gets a pretty soft map. And I might back Parasail as well, just depending on if it gets out. But I, but I hate I hate the favourite. The favourite's a good horse. Probably maybe even the best horse in the race, but... um. Uh, the map is just disgusting and William Pike's moral to snick and being given none and you just cannot take that price if you're not backing it because it'll anything from you mate Nurofen Stakes yeah (laughs) Nurofen Stakes for those that for those that want to know what the driver thinks he was he gave a relatively decent push for Parisian Paracel however you say her name Paracel interesting booking Jamie Mott Paris Dior that's how Jamie Mott oh Sharks dropped out you should be back on a sec yeah you don't um, see it very often do you no very interesting booking he deserves it he's 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 been riding a couple of good races and he probably doesn't really get the opportunities he deserves to 58.5 kilos he probably needs 57 plus to ride a lot of the time given his weight but good on him hopefully he can get another dub alright the last race we're going to look at at the Valley is the Group 2 Alistair Clark Stakes. It is three-year-old set weights. Amenable is $3.10 favorite from Dunkel, 480. Bankmer, 550. Japanese Emperor, the Guineas place getter at 100 to 1. He's now 550. Sear 7, 11s. Uh, Mr. Fabulous, 18s. And what a deal, 21s. Yeah, I, I was pretty keen to have a bet in this race. Um, I hate Dunkel, first of all. I think he's got none. Uh, given the map and he's deep in the prep and he's got no actual form um, I'm saying that while I'm also backing a horse off a banana maid and I'm backing Mr. Fabulous for the un- unexposed form was truck loaded on debut was about like $12 into $5 late in betting and then was smashed again about $1.70 into about $1.28 um, winning its maiden in, in, at Benalla. Um if you watch the replay <laughs> I was thinking about backing it about a dollar sixty. Like I was that keen, I thought it was like a dollar fifteen chance, and it, like I'm, I'm happy I didn't because it was it looked like a car crash coming around the bend. Um, anyway, yeah, I've backed him here already. I think the the price twenties was too big. Um, I think he's about a twelve dollar chance. Um, yeah, like enormous upside. Uh, late sectional suggests he's a pretty good horse, and I think he's right up to this grade. And the mum has had two two horses to race and both have been group one performed um and one of those was four home four home two four home two the the the, the two-year-old filly yeah no 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 not four home two sorry four moves ahead hmm. similar name anyway and the other horse i'll probably be back is amenable if he gets out um yeah he was he was in the wrong part of the track and he was hindered by the, the, the unfortunate fall in the guineas and um yeah i thought he should be clear favorite um he probably only becomes a betting opportunity if he gets out to about 350 380 that sort of price but um yeah and he's he's actually out of a um a mare that's uh was run run like third or something in an irish guineas or something like that so it's genuine substance to him 
Um, he's a pretty good horse, and I don't think he's actually been given an opportunity to run to run to his to his best yet. So, those are the two I want to be with. All right, I am keen on Amenable. He's going to be one of my better bets of the day at Marine Valley. Um, I thought he was awesome first up. The market was hard against him in that autumn stakes. He got the blows out to nine dollars. And to be honest, he probably should have just about won the race. He was zigzagging in between them. Glenn of Silva has, since um, franked that form, it ran second to Zoo Gosha in the far lap up in Sydney. And then last start, Amenable kind of got involved in that fall, was only beaten 1.4, probably should have finished a little bit closer. Probably his momentum was just cluttered up for a second. Um, and now he gets out to 2,040 metres for the first time. His big advantage is he's drawn barrier two here. So Ollie can go forward. He can just about box seat um, while his main danger in betting Duncan will be well out the back. Bank Moore, I don't think it has the speed to position up from barrier one. So it could be well back on the fence. And if you go back and watch Amenable's gallop during the week, he was the gallop of the day at Mooney Valley on Tuesday morning. He ran his last 400 metres in 23.5, You don't really see that often at the Valley. They're usually just around for a little poke around, so that was really good going. And he galloped with a horse that you're also sticking up for, Mr. Fabulous Bot. He absolutely left him for dead. Um, if you go back and watch that, um, yeah, I think there's a clear class difference between the two. Shark, did you have an opinion here? If they can run on... I reckon this CR7 is as good as any of these. He looks like he's got loads of potential. He just probably doesn't know a lot about it at this point of the game. Uh, Amenable's like your obvious starting point, I reckon, from two. Ollie will be hungry to make amends on last time. I reckon he should have nearly won that Guineas if he didn't get tangled up in that fall. Uh, but CR7's just got that X factor. I'll be watching the races if they can run on... I reckon each way, he's he's the bet in this race. He might be a bit better than the market expects. Huge. Nico, anything before we wrap up Mooney Valley? Yeah, I'm coming with Amenable um, for all the reasons you've outlined. Mick Price got a fair opinion of this horse and I think it's he needs to just step up and step up and prove himself a little bit here Duncal no knock he's a winner but what's he been beating um, I'd back sole choice to beat Duncal around the valley over 2,040 metres I know that much um, massive hole in the market here for me is Japanese Emperor like seriously he was 100 to 1 last start now they're asking you to take 550 you can have him if, there was, if I was confident enough that enough horses were going to beat him home, I'd, I'd nearly go to the fair, but I don't know. I'm not confident enough, to be honest. <laughs> Lame place. All right, that's yeah. Moon Valley wrapped up. We'll quickly quick fire some of the other bets on the card. Midwest in race one for me looks very hard to beat. Um, track pattern's going to suit him. Even mate at the moment, I think he'll get back out a little bit. Summerbill, the same again in race three. She'll rock it straight to the front. Uh, apples to apples from her last start. And I think she's, she's another one who's hard to beat. Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Bott, Blake Shin. Um, Munamek will be hard to beat in race five, but keep a little watch on Rambler Rebel. If this track is mad on pace, then it will be in front 
for a fair way. Linda Meach will be instructed to go a lot faster than it did last start. Um, and then I thought Quayquay in the last seven dollars looked at a respectable price. He returned to his very best form last start, bolting in, smashed British Columbia. He's drawn one. I think he'll find the fence again with Celine Gaudray, and he might be hard to run down. Seven dollars looks a great price. I'm backing Midwest in her stride, Somerville, and she's a tempest as long, along with the other ones that I've already said. I am backing Midwest in the first. I think he's a very, very easy way to start your day. And believe it or not, I'm contemplating backing Munamek. <laughs> After everything that I've said about him, geez, that race looks like it sets up well for him. Um on uh, on Saturday. The only grey area I have... Do you know much about this Nisham import truck? Uh, I do. Bois d'Argent. Yeah. Decent miler. He's probably listed grade in France, so he probably levels out around the same here. Yep. I thought he... I, I wanted to back him when he was in in Sydney the other day first up, and they scratched him. Uh, and then I watched his jump outs and just thought... Ugh. Maybe you look like a 2,000-metre horse this time round. Might be one to follow up to Brisbane. I think he probably wants some give too, like most French horses. Yep. The Valley might not suit him either. Uh, I'm not sure about the Valley. I think it's probably more the firmness of the track, I reckon. I wouldn't be surprised if they take him out if it's going to be a really fast, hard track. Yep. The figures, the figures oh. look all right. Look very competitive against Munamek. The, um, the, the imports? Def- yeah, the imports fit like international figures at, at France. But but probably does want a little bit of a give, actually, yeah. Oh, well, Monomex flying, so... I don't know, I'm undecided yet. I've got to... Got to I could see what could happen. I could jump on it. It could all go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, outside of that, I didn't really have anything else. Want to move on to Friday fill-up? Anything else on the weekend? Uh, I've got a Hong Kong multi... Go. Race seven, Shartin. There you go, Benny. Uh, all right, I'll go quicker first. Shartin is a great little card on Sunday. Um, we've got the the Queen's Silver Jubilee Cup over fourteen hundred meters, and then we have got the Hong Kong Derby. It's one of it probably is Hong Kong's biggest race. Race seven, we get to see California Spangle, Wellington, and Lucky Swainesh clash. It's only a field of five. J Mac rides Lucky Swainesh, Ryan Moore rides Wellington, and Zach Purton rides California Spangle. California Spangle leads here from Barrier 1, and I think he just wins. He was rated the third best horse in the world behind Romantic Warrior and Golden 60 in the in the most recent uh, Longines ratings. And I actually think 1,400 metres might be his best distance. We know he's very, very competitive with Golden 60. He actually has beaten him over the mile, but he's a very fast horse. He's got lightning speed out of the gates, and I sort of think 1,400 metres could be his optimal distance um he's had a couple tick over trials he's won them easily um under a hold so i think he looks a good bet and if you want to take a double you can take him into number two beauty eternal in the hong kong derby um i've long said this horse looks a group one talent he's got a massive action he's got a massive engine he finally gets the 2000 meters uh, he's been winning with plenty up his sleeve. I'm really, really keen to see him out to 2,000 metres for the first time. He's the son of uh, Star Spangled Banner. 
and he should be unbeaten really the only time he was beaten it was one of the sickest watches you'll ever see so stepping up to 2000 meters he can go forward and control the race his main danger in the betting will be super sunny Singh, but he will be spotting him more of a head start he'll probably go back from barrier nine so happy to take that double anything out wide for you shark not at this point i had a bit of a scope around i think i'm shooting pretty straight this weekend i do like that sydney card and I think if the valley starts looking really leaderish, I might just gravitate towards Sydney uh, a bit more. I think these yep. days I tend to sort of follow the better horses around rather than looking for, you know, a bet. Not forcing at it. each venue. Yeah, I just trust the best horses and try and work out maybe who's that up and coming. That's I think that's why CR Seven appeals to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see how that track's playing at the valley. But I think. Certainly in Sydney, I'll be having a crack there. Pericles, uh, Osbred Rising Sun, Shades of Glory. Oh, sorry, Shades of Rose. And then those couple of plays there in that golden slipper around learning to fly and King's Gambit. I think that'll be my day. Beautiful. All right. Best back, best lay, best each way. I'll kick us off. My best back is... Going to be amenable. Race nine, Mooney Valley. Uh, you can get better than $3. I think he'll position reasonably handy from barrier two. Third up, he looks set to peak 2,000 metres for the first time. And his jump out, as I said, or his gallop, his piece of work on Tuesday was outstanding. Uh, I think the lay of the day looks to be My Bella May in the Typhoon Tracy. I think she'll she's a very talented filly. Um, not knocking her there, but just a map. Barrier 11, Will Pike, probably going to go back. Um, definitely will go back to be honest and in an even sort of Phillies race she looks one we might be able to take on and then my best each way um, I think Rambler Rebel will, will run a mighty race in race 5 and doesn't look the worst sort of place chance already had a bit of specking Munamek is obviously hard to beat but Rambler Rebel will be in front for a long way is a two time winner at the course yeah my best bet is in her stride in the second at uh at Moody Valley, um, I thought it should be about a $3 chance rather than a $6 chance. Uh, my best each way is Mr. Fabulous, my best lay. I won't steal off Ben. Um, it would be my Bellamy, but um, I won't steal it. So I'll say uh, the the Coolmore filly against Duel. What's its name? Uh, sorry. Um, uh, Lady of Honour. Lady of Honour, that's it, yep. Yep. I didn't like it at all. Sharks dropped out again. Nico, just give us your best while we wait for Shark to come back on. Um, his internet just completely died. He just texted me. <laughs> oh, well, everyone's already turned off by now anyway. What's your best um, bet, Nico? Tell us. Best bet. Well, outside of Animo. Um, You're allowed to tip Animo as your best bet. Yeah, well, I think he's a model, so we'll go there. Go on, I? He's yeah. my best bet for for Saturday, anyway. That's brave. My best bet of the weekend comes on Friday, actually. That's going to save for the. Uh, you may as well announce the news. You're going to save that one for the uh, for the airwaves. Yeah, so we've got a little bit of news, punters. Actually, something that we've held on to for a few weeks. I'm 
You're going to hear my dulcet tones tomorrow morning <laughs> um, on SEN track. Giddy up with Gareth. Timestamp, time rough? Uh, I don't have a time roughly, but I think it's around that sort of 9.30 mark. Um, we'll put the stuff on socials um, from SEN and I'll, I'll try and get a story out on the Racing Previews page from when um, when we know some stuff. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a gig... Uh, this jump season with um, with SEN, so going on as a as a jumps form analysis. So that's obviously my niche, and um, I've been lucky enough to get a gig uh, with Gareth. So I'm I'm pretty excited and a little bit nervous. Um, obviously, I've got to be uh, a little bit more switched on than I am on the podcast. I can't just pot whoever and swear and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the opportunity, and hopefully, um, it's it's one step in the direction for not only myself but for the three of us. Um, but yeah, we'll just play it by uh, play it by ear for now. But um, I won't give my full set right now. Um, I need to give something to the SEN faithful. But my best bet um, for the weekend comes up um, in the first race tomorrow at Terang by the name of Mighty Oasis. Um, he's about three dollars seventy. Um, I was a little nervous that I wasn't going to get even money about this horse. Um, a couple of other people who follow the jumps had, had both tipped him on top for the race um, prior to me making my decision. But this horse's form on the flat's been super. This preparation with two placings, um, you're in two seconds over the mile in the 18.50. Um, he had a very good steeple tr- steeple trial uh, behind Brit- Britannicus, who's a good... He's a fairly good horse on his day, um, and he was also nom for for the hurdle and the steeple. But they've taken the hurdle here, which is the easiest option in my eyes. Um, it looks a dead set easy kill. Willie McCarthy is the key to this horse. He's had five sits on him for for two wins and two placings, um, and the horse has only had nine starts over the jumps for two wins, four placings. So he's got the key to him. Um, best bet straight to the front, and I don't think they'll catch him. I think he's a phenomenal bet at uh, $3.40 that you currently get. I think that the main danger and the only danger is Sky Hero, so I will have a small exactor. But, yeah, um, I'm pretty confident because I thought this horse was going to have a one in front of him, or if not, even money, and we're getting a lot more than that. So, um, yeah, that's one thing in the jumps that I'll I'll really nail down. Um, there's that edge... That um, that you have in the jumps because the big boys don't get involved because there's no data. Um, it's purely just eyes, eyes don't lie sort of stuff. So um, yeah, pretty key mighty oasis. But for the rest of my uh, tips, punters, you'll have to tune in to SEN in the morning and uh, and we'll go from there. Beautiful. Best lay, best each way quickly. Uh, my best bet is Animo Cylinder. Lay. Best lay. Best lay. Um, tough day for a lay. I will go. I'm a bit unorganised here. Come on, mate. Got a Best bed. lay is going to be. Gee, this is dragging on. Gold trip, the place. All right. You don't even get a best each way. You're taking too long. Yeah, I don't have it. I don't have any value selections. All right, a couple of questions. Young meets. Is Zach Purton better than J Mac? 
No. Is, is Zach Purton better than J-Mac? No. No. Last couple of weeks, yes. One quick Matt card. underscore air. Can you run into some detail about marking form and what makes a tip plus info on resource? Uh, combination of looking at lots of race replays. Um, we subscribe to a couple rating services as well, but I think most of my tips are pretty much on mostly the eyes set up. Um, yeah, just, just creating an ability to be able to identify a horse that's on the up and set to peak. Anyone else? Ratings, sectionals, jockey, trainer, setup. In that order? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> roughly? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, yeah pretty much it. all that you've touched on. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Braden Scott, does Glory Days deserve the hype in the Manion? Is it, and is it actually a true staying prospect? Yes, it's a staying I, prospect. Absolutely it is. Um, I think the map is a little bit tricky this week if, he, if they go back. And I just thought Sir Luke and his 2400 metre form to this point looks a little bit more solid, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Glory Days can't, does come out and, and smack them because both of his ratings, what bot, they, they've been nearly 100 on the GDX. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough too, so he's yeah. a very promising horse. Yep. Stu, do we have to wear suit and tie, too hot bruv in it? No. Huge announcement, punters. If you want to come down to Mooney Valley and in the members on Saturday, you can wear shorts and a polo. Stu, am I actually Jesus after calling out Purton on gear kick? That was huge, he said. Yes. He said Zach Purton is going to ride gear kick, and it happened. Shout out for Stuba for tipping the hometown cup Ramble Rebel, uh, or sorry, not Ramble Rebel, Rebel Racer at $41. Huge. Jay Telfo, Ben and Nick, remember last pod when Bot said Steel City has no ticker at 56.04. He's got the full timestamp there and everything. What do you have to say uh, about Steel City? Yeah, now, you, oh, now you're tipping it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, well, the, unbelievable. She, she, imagine she wins the slipper and she and I backed her in the, the diamond. That'd be in sick. In the diamond anyway. and she didn't win that. Well, you, yeah. you're going to back her in the slipper, so it won't No, I'm not backing her. It's in Sydney. <laughs> Josh Pegg, are you boys finally a fan of Group One D? <laughs> Group One no. Mickey D. I've never, I've never, I've never not been a fan of him, but it's mainly Nico that wants to hang his head. Forever a squid. <laughs> so there's your answer there. Uh, Sam Badalato says, if I'm not too late, can someone explain who the driver is? I need to know. Oh, sorry, I know he's James Cummings' driver, but can we have? Some more info, I guess, the rest of that question said. Nico, do you want to just quickly He's an Uber driver. I did touch on it a little bit earlier. So um, the driver is... um, He's basically the chauffeur for James Cummings and Dominic Byrne. So Dominic Byrne, for those of you who don't know, look him up. Um, He was an ex-bookmaker who used to um, have James Packer bet with him. He took Packer for a substantial amount of money in a couple of days and went and handed his license in because his life was set up. And he knew that Packer just had their money to keep betting and he goes, well, he's not taking it from me. So, um, yeah, he is the main form guru in the brains that contribute to the Godolphin operation. And he, um, the driver, drives James Cummings and, and Dominic around. Huge. I actually thought he was the float driver when I first... Uh, read it up I thought he was driving the horses around not the trainers around but there you go learn something new every day alright let's sign off there unfortunately Sharky's internet is cut out but that's right. we thank him for coming on yet again I think we're all ready for bed it's dragged on a little bit but 
Nonetheless, Sydney's biggest day, Golden Slipper Day, five Group 1s on the card and the All-Star Mile. Good luck on Saturday. Hopefully we see some of you out at the Valley. A lot of the racing previews gang will be out there. So we out there in force cheering on Keats and hopefully backing the winner. Good luck this week. See you back here next Thursday night. Cheers, guys. See ya. I got my head out this sunroof I'm blasting my favorite tunes I only got one thing on my mind You got me stuck on the thought of you You're making me feel brand new You're more than a sunshine in my eyes You got those pretty eyes in your head You know it You got me dancing in my bed So let me show it You are exactly what I want Kinda cool and kinda not Wanna give myself to you Sunroof